Hey everyone, this is Stan from UPD Triple and I thought it might be a good idea to start a podcast about metallurgical engineering. So yeah, here we go. Char. Hello everyone, welcome back. At ngayon, we'll start on a new module. No, this module is all about the solidification of uh, metals. And uh, for this uh, particular episode, we'll be uh, discussing about the first part of uh, of solidification, which is diffusion in solids. Now we've heard of the term diffusion before, no? And I think this is uh, discussed in your ke- chemistry lessons. And in chemistry, this is often depicted as uh, a liquid mixture, no? So when we have two liquids, and you are adding one liquid to another. Over time, the first liquid or the second liquid that you added to the first liquid will diffuse into the uh, liquid mixture. And if they are miscible, then they will form a solution and eventually uh, equilibrate no, into a uh, homogeneous na solution. Okay, so, so perhaps the simplest definition of your diffusion is that this is the net movement of anything. So this could be uh, atoms, molecules, solutes, uh, anything really, no. Uh, moving from one region of higher concentration to another region of a lower concentrations. And again, we often see this as uh, yung movement of either two liquids or movement of uh, two gases. Uh, but it is also important to note na si solids they also undergo diffusion, no. Uh, albeit at a very uh, slow pace. So, for example, if you have a metal that has not been heat treated, uh, so it has not reached its, its equilibrium uh, um, microstructure yet, then uh, probably it is undergoing diffusion. No? But the <laughs> the pace is so slow that we can say na parang metastable kumbaga yung phases na yun, as we've alluded to in the previous episodes of this podcast. No? Uh, but anyway, Atomic uh, diffusion is one of the rudimentary process no? which we which can help us determine the rate at which a particular transformation occurs. And with knowledge and understanding of uh, diffusion theory, we are, we are able to um, apply this in a lot of areas of physical metallurgy, especially at elevated temperatures because um, at elevated temperatures, mas ma- ma- mabilis kumbaga yung diffusion kinetics natin. No? Okay? So we can think of many applications of this. No? So for example, uh, you've heard of heat treatment before that is diffusion-based. Uh, sintering is a process that is also diffusion-based. We can have surface hardening wherein we uh, allow a external na hardening agent to diffuse into the surface of a metal. That is again diffusion-based. No? And even mechanical failures. Uh, can be diffusion based so therefore in the study of physical metallurgy and material science in general no it is really important for us to understand the science behind diffusion no so just a basic review no and this is uh, mostly discussed in math 11 um we have two types of diffusion meron tayong self diffusion this is when atoms of the same material particularly the uh, the host material is moving in the lattice where it is contained. No? Then we have your inter, uh, interdiffusion or sometimes known as impurity diffusion. And this type of diffusion involves uh, one type of material that is diffusing into another 
uh, type of material. Particularly, this is uh, when you have a solute diffusing in, in a solvent. No? Then we have your vacancy diffusion, which is, uh, inter which is the interchange of an atom from a normal lattice position to an adjacent uh, vacancy lattice site. So, and the name is uh, maybe somewhat misleading now because the atoms are the ones that are actually moving no, and not the vacancies themselves. And the vacancies uh, apparently move as consequence of this atomic movement. No? Okay, then we have your interstitial diffusion. And this is when you have an, an atom uh, that is uh, migrating from one interstitial position to a neighboring still interstitial position that is empty now. And just to recap, interstitial positions are positions that are in between the uh, main lattice uh, positions now. And hence only um, smaller atoms, uh, smaller than the uh, host atoms that is, can fit inside these interstitial positions. So why does diffusion occur in the first place now? What is uh, the sort of driving force for this diffusion? So um, I think we've learned from uh, MET17, like most processes now, the driving force of diffusion is to reduce the Gibbs free energy. So we are atoms, gusto nila mag-occupy ng mga stable positions that have the lowest free energy. No? And yun naman yung dinidictate ng thermodynamics. Okay? So again, uh, diffusion, and, and for the atoms to do this, they must move from region of uh, high chemical potential, usually in terms of uh, concentration, to a region of low chemical potential. Okay? And uh, this diffusion will only stop when the chemical potentials of all the atoms everywhere in the system uh, are the same. No? And that is to say, uh, the system is in uh, equilibrium. Uh, but it is important to note that uh, when diffusion stops, uh, your atoms are not uh, do not actually stop moving. No, so nagmove pa rin sila. No? Each individual atom can still move from one position to another, pero yung net movement nila is equal to zero, uh, because again diffusion is defined as the net movement of the atoms involved. No. In metals, uh, diffusion can occur in um, three ways. No? You can have uh, diffusion in pure metals, you can have diffusion in homogeneous alloys, and lastly, you can have diffusion in, in homogeneous alloys. In, in pure metals, diffusion usually occurs as self-division. No? So if uh, this can be done through experiments, if you take a what we call as a tracer atom, and this tracer atom is is the same element as the host atom, no? Pero iba lang yung um, radioactivity niya and isotope mass niya. And um, this tracer method, no, can also be applied for homogeneous alloys wherein uh, if you're, for example, you have a binary uh, alloy, then you can have tracer um, uh, tracer atoms for each of the uh, different components of the or the two components na meron ka dun sa binary alloy mo. And then you can track the movement and see that uh, there is a diffusion from uh, uh, from one area to another area. Uh, but since uh, homogeneous na tong alloy na to, usually your net movement ng diffusion is equal to uh, zero. No? And lastly, yung, and perhaps the more important na, ano no, uh, pwede nating i-analyze when it comes to a physical metallurgical process is yung mga inhomogeneous alloys natin. Okay, so the, the way we can imagine this is try if you try putting two uh, 
uh, pure metals together and you weld them at the interface. Uh, if you leave them for a uh, long amount of time uh, and elevate the temperature para mas mabilis yung uh, kinetics of reaction, you'll observe that over time uh, the interface will broaden. Oh, that is to say, at the interface there is an exchange of atoms uh, between the two um, the two pure metals that you have uh, welded together. No? Uh, so an example of this can be seen in slide 13 of your handouts. Um, you will see that there is a uh, concentration uh, profile uh, no? and that is where uh, you have in the y-axis you have your concentration tapos in the x-axis you have your distance. Okay, So at the initial distribution you'll see a sharp na sharp change in the concentration from 100% mag drop down to zero which makes sense now because uh, pure two pure metals so that are welded together to form an interface and that interface has a distinct and sharp na, na profile no? but over time uh, this uh, interface will broaden no? that is to say na it will uh, change in its slope so magiging softer yung taper niya uh, from the 100% uh, concentration on the left to 0% on the right medyo magiging smoother siya no? and eventually uh, if you leave it for a very long amount of time uh, theoretically magre-reach siya ng final distribution wherein uh, the concentration is now uh, evenly distributed along the entire length of the uh, two welded uh, pure metals no? okay Okay, so that's for the introduction part of this episode and in the next part, we'll be looking into uh, the different calculations na pwede natin magawa uh, that specifically addresses how uh, this change from the initial distribution to the final distribution. And for this, we'll be using uh, a set of equations known as uh, fixed law. We begin with uh, steady-state diffusion. So, steady-state diffusion is a is a condition wherein your diffusion um, flux, that is the net movement of your atoms from one uh, region to another, remains constant with time. Okay, hence the name steady-state. So, so uh, this uh, type of uh, diffusion is governed by uh, fixed first law given uh, by equation 1 seen in uh, slide number 14 of your handouts. So here we can see that the diffusion flux um, represented by the uh, capital letter J is just equal to the diffusion coefficient, sometimes known as diffusivity, multiplied by the uh, negative concentration gradient. Okay, So it's negative because uh, the diffusion flux always moves in a net positive direction as it goes down the concentration gradient. So that is where the negative sign uh, comes from though. The concentration gradient here is expressed as a as the change in the concentration over change in position. The best way perhaps to imagine this is to imagine two regions. Uh, let's just say na sa left side meron tayong region of high concentration with concentration equal to C max. Tapos on the right side, meron tayong uh, region of lower concentration with, uh, let's just say, concentration of C min. Now, in between these two regions, we have an intermediate region that has a concentration profile uh, 
going from CMAX to CMIN. And this um, concentration profile is linear in nature. No? So linear siya. Uh, yung CMAX going to CMIN sloping downwards uh, along the length of the or the width of the interface. No? And let's just say in the interface. Now, let's say that we are able to uh, maintain the concentrations of CMAX and CMIN such that hindi siya nagbabago over time. So, if that's the case, then yung flux natin, the division flux J, should not change over time as well. Okay, so this is why we call it as a steady state uh, diffusion. Now, let's take an example no, para mas ma-imagine natin. And uh, we do the sample problem, example 1, shown in number 15. So, we have a sheet of steel that is 2.5 millimeters thick. And it has nitrogen atmospheres on both sides. And this is done at 900 degrees Celsius. And at this temperature... Uh, it is allowed or permitted to achieve a steady-state diffusion condition. And again, for it to uh, maintain the steady-state diffusion, then the two nitrogen atmospheres on either side should be uh, maintained at a particular concentration. So it is given that the diffusion coefficient for nitrogen in steel at uh, 900 degrees Celsius is uh, 1.2 times 10 to the negative 10 meters squared per second and the diffusion flux is found to be uh, 1 times 10 to the negative 7 kilograms per meter squared per second. Notice how the uh, diffusion flux here is expressed in kilograms per meter squared per second which is the SI unit um, for diffusion flux. No? Pero pwede rin naman na express natin in other ways. No? So for example, if the concentration is expressed in atoms per meter cube kunwari, then the diffusion flux also becomes in terms of atoms. No? So if it's moles, then the diffusion flux is also in moles. So um, one thing that you'll notice here is that concentration is always uh, amount per unit volume. So that's how concentrations are are measured. No? Uh, and your diffusion flux is measured as the amount passing through a, a unit area per unit time, okay? And that is, uh, I don't know, the definition of flux. A flux is you're measuring an effect passing through a specific uh, area, no? And for diffusion flux, the effect that we are trying to measure is the uh, change in the amount per unit time, over time, that is. So going back to the problem, we are measuring... Uh, kilograms of nitrogen passing through the um, surface area of the sheet steel. No? Okay, so um, it is known that the concentration uh, this should be maintained no, in the steel at the high pressure surface uh, is uh, two kilograms per meter cube, and uh, we are asked to determine how far into the sheet from this high pressure side will the concentration be 0.5 kilograms per meter cube. So we can assume a linear concentration profile for this. So this is uh, fairly simple, no? Parang direct plug and play lang siya dun sa equation natin. And the hard part siguro is just uh, assessing kung uh, which variables to uh, input, no? Okay, so again, we start with uh, fixed first law, that is uh, 
J diffusion flux is equal to negative D, which is the diffusivity or diffusion coefficient multiplied by the concentration uh, profile expressed as the change in uh, co concentration over the change in position. Okay, so we can further uh, expand expand the uh, concentration uh, gradient. No, uh, the change in concentration is just equal to uh, C sub A, where C sub A is our initial uh, position. Uh, where is uh, I'm sorry, C sub A is the concentration at the initial position. So let's just say now this is the position at the high side, which in the problem uh, states that we maintain natin yung high side pressure at uh, 2 kilograms per meter cube minus uh, C sub B, and this C sub B is uh, the the concentration at position B, and we'll say na position B is the uh, is the position where uh, your concentration has dropped to 0 0.5 kilograms per meter cube uh, as stated in the problem now. Okay, so that's C sub A minus C sub B divided by uh, X sub A quantity X sub A minus X sub B. Okay, so that is your concentration gradient if we expand it. So, Again, uh, ang position A natin is the high side position and position B is the low side position. And now, uh, if we input the different values, no, we can see that we are just looking for X sub B here because C sub A is known. C sub B is also known. So C sub A is the 2 kilograms uh, per meter cube. Uh, C sub B is 0 0.5 kilograms per meter cube. X sub A is just equal to 0 kasi initial position sa. So, we are measuring X from the surface, no? So, uh, this is uh, from the surface of the high pressure side. So, that's uh, 0. And as we move uh, further in into the uh, sheet metal along its thickness, then that is where we get uh, positive X, no? So, uh, our X sub A is equal to 0 and X sub B is what we are looking for, no? So, Again, we are looking for the position into uh, into the sheet metal away from the uh, surface of where the high pressure side is. Okay, uh, J is also given, which is the diffusion flux. Tapos uh, negative uh, the D is also given. Uh, yung diffusion coefficient natin binigay rin naman. So if we just did uh, if we do if we input the different values, then this is just a straightforward calculation. We have X sub B should be equal to 1.8 millimeters. So what we're saying here is at the surface of the high pressure side, uh, the concentration of nitrogen is 2 kilograms per meter cube, while at 1.8 millimeters into the uh, steel sheet away from the uh, surface, our concentration will have dropped down to 0 0.5 kilograms per meter cube. Okay, so again, uh, this is a simple, uh, I don't know, problem relating to uh, steady state diffusion using um, fixed first law. Uh, we'll probably do one more example in our synchronous session and maybe we'll do a more complicated one. <laughs> We've explained in the uh, previous section that uh, in steady-state diffusion, the diffusion flux does not change over time, no? Uh, such that yung 
yung concentration doon sa high concentration region, the concentration of the low concentration region does not change over time as well. Which is not really the case now when we look at practical application. So, as um, atoms are moving from the region of higher concentration to the region of lower concentration, uh, the, the concentration changes over time. And because of these changes, different changes over time, then uh, we should expect that the diffusion flux should change over time as well. No? And a visual representation of this is uh, seen in slide 23. You can see that there's a graph here uh, with three, uh, I don't know, three curves. We have T1, T2, and T3. So this curve signifies uh, ch the change in the uh, in the curve as uh, as the uh, time progresses. Now, so uh, if you look at this, this is a, a graph of a uh, in the y-axis you have the concentration of the diffusing species, while in the x-axis this is the distance from the uh, high concentration region to the low concentration region. Now, so notice na if you if you, if we look at the I don't know different curves. Uh, from a steep curve, uh, T1, because of the atomic movement from the high concentration region to the low concentration, nagiging mas uh, less steep yung, ano, no, yung slope natin. So from T1, where we have a aggressive na slope, tapos at T2, uh, mas tapered na siya, and eventually at T3, uh, very less tapered na talaga siya. So, um, one thing you'll notice also dito sa concentration versus distance na graph no, as compared to the steady state is that it's um it, it has a curvature to it no as opposed to yung steady state where it is linear in nature. This is because in non-steady state, uh, the concentration gradient also changes with distance no. So if we try to put this into equation. Uh, we should have a fixed second law, no? And fixed second law can be seen in slides 23 and 24 as equation 2. And this states that your uh, your change in concentration over time or the rate of uh, change of the concentration is just uh, directly proportional to the change of the, of the uh, concentration gradient over uh, the change in position, okay? So that's why uh, on the right-hand side, you can see a the second derivative, no? So the second derivative here uh, is just uh, d over dx of dc over dx, okay? So again, that's change in uh, the concentration gradient, which is dc over dx, over dx position. This, so this is kind of similar to how uh, the relationship between acceleration and speed, no? So if speed is change over distance over time, then acceleration is change of speed over time, okay? And hence, we can also say that uh, your fixed second law is uh, the rate of accumulation or depletion, depending on how we look at it, of the uh, whatever diffusing species or concentration of that species is over the particular volume in a particular amount of time. So we can't use fixed second law directly we need to apply what we call as uh, boundary conditions. And depending on the boundary conditions that we apply, uh, we can look into different types of processes. Uh, some of the processes that we'll be dealing with in this course is uh, number one, carburization. 
and this is a, a specific term but the more general term should be um, your surface hardening or sometimes uh, known as case hardening no? wherein we uh, allow our metal to be exposed to a hardening element uh, and allow it to diffuse into the surface of uh, our metal no? so uh, mo most commonly this is carbon uh, hence the term carburization uh, but this could also be uh, uh, we could also use elements like uh, nitrogen no? this uh, nitrogenization also works as a case hardening technique okay so number two we have decarburization which is just the opposite of carburization no? instead of hardening our metal we want to soften it no? and the way we soften it is through the removal of the hardening element okay so uh, number three we have diffusion couple so this is where we have two um, separate uh, alloys or metals and we place them in into in intimate contact with each other and allow uh, diffusion from from one metal piece to the other metal piece okay and lastly number four we will look into thin film diffusion where a small amount of material is placed in between to infinitely larger specimen no? and we allow diffusion to occur okay so let's begin with the first uh, <coughs> system or process which is carburization or again uh, more generally case hardening or uh, surface hardening okay so uh, the, the boundary conditions that we set are number one dapat yung yung solute atoms of the diffusing species should should be uh, uniformly distributed with concentration C naught in the solid that is before diffusion uh, will occur no then number two the value of x or position x at the surface is zero and increases with distance into the solid and lastly uh, time is taken to be uh, equal to zero the instant before the diffusion process begins okay so if we did that and applied these uh, boundary conditions to uh, fix uh, second law we should get the following equation marked as equation 3 on slide number 27 now so uh, i won't anymore show the derivation of this because it's uh, quite complicated and uh, it, it's not uh, necessary for us now so we have the quantity c sub x minus c sub naught over the quantity c sub s minus c sub naught is equal to 1 minus uh, earth which is error function the error function of uh, x uh, over 2 over quantity 2 times square root of dt okay so isa isa natin yung uh, variables no so c sub x here is the concentration at a particular depth x or position x then c sub s is the concentration at the surface and your c sub naught is the initial concentration in the solid that we are uh, allowing our diffusing species to diffuse into then we have x so x is uh, the position from the surface now and your d here is the same diffusion coefficient uh, that we saw in uh, in the steady state uh, equation and lastly uh, t here is your uh, time okay so to illustrate uh, the use of this equation let's uh, try an example no and uh, we'll, we have example number three uh, in slide number 29 so we have uh, a nitrogen 
uh, in the gaseous phase is to be diffused into pure iron at 675 degrees Celsius. And if we maintain the nitrogen concentration to be 0.2% at the surface, uh, what should be the concentration 2 millimeters from the surface after 25 hours? So the diffusion coefficient for nitrogen in iron at uh, 675 degrees Celsius is 1.9 times 10 to the negative 11 meters squared per second. So this is uh, similar to the first problem we did uh, for steady state diffusion but instead of finding the position at which uh, we have a particular concentration here we are given the position and we want to know uh, the concentration at that position. Also we notice that uh, in this problem, we are given a time component no, of uh, 25 hours. So again, uh, because uh, in, in unsteady state, the concentration profile uh, changes over time, then it is necessary that we have a time component. No? Okay. So if we look at the equation, no, everything is given except for C sub X, which is exactly what we are looking for. No? We are looking for uh, the concentration at, uh, at a particular position X. Okay? C naught is given and uh, since um, in the problem it says that we are diffusing our nitrogen into pure iron, therefore C sub naught or the initial concentration should be equal to zero. Then the concentration at the surface, which is C sub S, is said to be maintained at 0.2. So we have that, 0.2. Uh, then uh, we are also given uh, position X. No? Sabi, sabi sa problem, it's supposed to be 2 millimeters uh, from the surface. And um, we just convert that into meters para, mas, uh, para naka SI units tayo. No? Okay? So that's 2 times 10 to the negative 3 meters. Tapos given din yung... Uh, time which is uh, in hours so 25 hours we multiply that by 3600 seconds per hour which uh, should give us seconds now again uh, we are looking for SI units here so if we simplify that we should get something like uh, C sub X over 0 0.2 is equal to 1 minus uh, the error function of 0 0.765 okay so Usually, uh, what we do with this error function is that uh, we just look at the, uh, the error function table. And from this table, we can interpolate uh, the value. No? So, for example, uh, we have earth, uh, we are looking for earth 0 0.765. And that 0 0.765 is in between 0 0.5 and 0 0.8. Then we can just use simple... Uh, linear interpolation no? and we should arrive at uh, earth 0.765 is equal to 0 0.7205 um, an easier approach however is uh, we can use excel because excel has a built-in uh, earth function no? and the uh, excel function is uh, equals you just type in equals erf or earth of whatever value you are looking for so it only has one argument, no? Earth, uh, open parenthesis, uh, you type in uh, the value you are looking for, and in this case, 0 0.765, and you close it in uh, another parenthesis, now. So if you input that in Excel, you should get 0 0.72069, and this is more accurate, no? Than the uh, interpolation method. So I advise that for this course, 
we use Excel to find uh, the error function. No? Okay. Now that we have the value for ERF 0.765, we can now do, do the math, no? So, which gives us the, the concentration at the position 2 millimeters from the surface uh, should be equal to 0 0.056 weight percent of uh, nitrogen, okay? Uh, one thing you might have noticed, class, no, is um, the concentrations here are expressed in percentage, weight percentages, uh, that is. Uh, as opposed to the previous example where it was expressed in kilograms per meter cube. No? Uh, again, uh, there is uh, no restrictions in, in how you want to, to represent your concentrations. No? So uh, as long as you remain consistent throughout your calculation. So here, uh, the concentrations were given in weight percentages, then therefore the final answer should also be in weight percentages. Okay. Let's proceed with the second case, which is decarburization. And this is similar to carburization, and the boundary conditions are, are, are quite similar, no? With the key difference being that instead of we are, uh, instead of us trying to uh, diffuse a, uh, a species into the uh, material in question, we are actually uh, trying to diffuse out uh, that uh, particular species, or in this case, the hardening element out of the i don't know uh, of the metal specimen that we are looking into okay so the boundary conditions remain the same such that uh yung, yung time uh, is taken to be zero the instant before the diffusion process begins then uh, the value of x at the surface is equal to zero and will increase as we and lastly uh the uh, solute atoms uh has a uniform concentration of C naught uh, before diffusion occurs. Okay, so the key difference here is that uh, if we want to diffuse the um, the species out of the metal specimen, then we want to make it such that uh, yung nasa loob ng ng metal specimen natin is the higher concentration, and yung nasa labas, which is the surface, is the lower concentration. Because if you remember, a division always occurs from regions of higher concentration to regions of lower concentration. Okay, so how do we do that? Uh, then it's quite simple, no? We just set our surface concentration to be equal to zero. So if the surface concentration is equal to zero, then um, then the the hardening element or the diffusing species will diffuse out of the metal specimen. And usually, this uh, just occurs when uh, our metal is exposed to a high enough temperature such that diffusion kinetics is, uh, is fast enough. And over time, the hardening element, carbon or nitrogen, will just diffuse out of the metal species. No? So, uh, this could be intentional uh, if you really want to decarburize or denitrogenize our metal or alloy. No? But uh, this could also uh, occur unintentionally, no? wherein uh, we expose it to uh, high temperatures or the metal specimen is put to high temperatures. And because of decarburization or denitrogenization, uh, the, the metal becomes unintentionally or the metal is unintentionally softened in the process. No? So if you look at the equation for carburization or the surface hardening equation, what we just need to do is set C sub S equal to zero. 
And if we let c sub s equal to 0, the left-hand side of equation 3 uh, simplifies to uh, negative c sub x over uh, c sub naught plus 1. Okay? And the uh, 1 here cancels out with the 1 on the right-hand side, uh, side of the equation. And therefore, we are left with uh, negative c sub x over negative c sub c sub s is equal to negative of the earth function. And then we can cancel out the negative sign and transpose uh, c sub naught, which should give us c sub x is equal to c sub naught uh, times the earth function. Okay, and that is exactly what equation uh, 4 is at uh, slide number 43 now. Okay, so let's look at an example where uh, we can use this uh, decarburization equation or uh, denitrogenization equation. So in example 5 at uh, slide number 44, we have an iron carbon alloy that is initially containing 0.55 weight percent uh, carbon. And sabi daw, inexpose daw natin siya into an oxygen-rich and virtually carbon-free atmosphere at 13 25 uh, Kelvin. So your carbon here is essentially uh, 0%, uh, no? which is what decarburization uh, yeah, entails. No? Dapat C sub S is equal to 0. Okay? So under these circumstances, the carbon should diffuse out uh, from the alloy and react at the surface with your oxygen. So um, the question is, at what position will carbon concentration be 0.25 weight percentage after a 10R treatment. So the value of D is given here. Uh, the division coefficient at 1325 Kelvin for this particular system is 4.3 times 10 to the negative 11 meters squared per second. Okay. So if we input the values, we should get uh, C over C naught is equal to earth, uh, the earth function x over uh, earth function of x over 2 square root of dt. And we know the initial concentration C naught is equal to 0 0.55. C here, which is essentially C sub x now, C sub x is just equal to 0 0.25. And ito yung hinahanap ng problem now, wherein ano daw yung uh, position wherein 0 0.25 yung magiging concentration niya at a uh, heat treatment of 10 hours. Okay? So, uh, the earth function should equal uh, 0 0.4545. Okay? That's 0 0.25 over 0 0.55. Okay? So, notice na it's, it's a little bit different from the uh, the previous uh, problem na ginawa natin. No? Because in the previous problem, we are given the value of Z. Tapos, uh, inahanap lang natin is earth Z. Okay? So, ang difference dito is, uh, we are given earth Z, tapos, hahanapin natin yung uh, Z value, no? Or, or such that, uh, we are essentially trying to find the inverse of the error function of uh, 0 0.4545. Okay? So, the way we do that is, again, pwede, pwede gamitin natin yung linear interpolation, no? Uh, uh, but instead of using uh, knowing z, we are knowing, uh, we already know what earth z is. Okay, so uh, we are looking point for 0 0.4545. And if we look at the table, 
had 0.4545 is in between the earth z value of 0.4284 and 0.4755 so again using linear interpolation kaya natin mahanap yung z value of 0.4277 okay um now unfortunately si excel excel does not have an inverse earth function no? uh, but we can circumvent this by taking advantage of the relationship of the error function with the uh, gamma distribution. No? Okay? So, um, it's not as straightforward as yung paghanap ng uh, earth where we just uh, input equals earth tapos yung z value. Here, we input uh, equals the square root of uh, gamma inverse of whatever value we are looking for so in this case it's 0 0.4545 uh, comma yung second argument natin is 0 0.5 and third argument is uh, 1 okay so th these two will be constant no hindi natin babaguhin to so again that's square root ng gamma inverse of uh, the value we are looking for 0 0.4545 comma 0 0.5 again that's a constant comma 1 then enclose it in uh, parentheses no so if we did that we should get the inverse earth of uh, 0 0.4545 which is equal to 0 0.42746 okay again this is a more accurate na, na solution and it's easier to do because we we, we just need to input it in excel now pero if you find it difficult to memorize or remember this formula kasi hindi siya as uh, again hindi siya as simple as the uh, error function no so baka uh, okay lang din na gumamit kayo ng tables no yung yung linear interpolation using the tables uh, but again um, this requires na you need uh, the value of the table no? and you have to look it so uh, again i'm suggesting that for for this uh, uh course you use the excel function now okay and now that we know uh, the z value which is 0 0.427 uh we input this uh or, or we equate the inside of the the error function no? so yung kung ano yung nasa loob ng ng error function which is x over 2 square root dt equate natin siya sa uh, z value na nahanap natin which is 0 0.427 now if we in in input that uh, x should be equal to 2 times 0 0.427 multiplied by the diffusivity which is 4.3 times 10 to the negative 11 meters squared per second multiplied by uh, the time in seconds no? so that's 10 hours multiplied by 3600 seconds uh, per hour okay and this should give us a final answer of x is equal to uh, 1.06 millimeters okay so um again straightforward lang no it's just a simple uh, calculations yung mahirap lang na part siguro is getting the inverse of the earth function no and again i'm suggesting excel ang gamitin natin and you just try to uh to familiarize yourself with the with the formula no Okay, so let's proceed with the third case, which is, or which are diffusion couples. And diffusion couples are just um, a condition wherein you have two uh, semi-infinite uh, specimens of varying compositions. Uh, so uh, we could have uh, one composition is uh, C1 and the other composition is C2. And again, similar to your um, 
to your first case, uh, these compositions must be uh, uniform and homogeneous uh, before the uh, diffusion occurs. No? Okay? So if these two semi-infinite specimens are joined together or are placed in intimate contact and annealed, that is, uh, they are exposed to uh, high, high enough temperature such that diffusion uh, occurs um, substantially, no? Um, then the solution to fix second law is given uh, by the equation 5 seen in uh, slide number 48 where the, con the composition at, uh, at a particular point x is equal to uh, the average of the two compositions that's c1 plus c2 over 2 minus half the distance of uh, the composition c1 and c2 that is uh, c1 minus c2 over 2 and you multiply this term by the error function uh, of of x divided by 2 times square root of dt okay now in the previous two cases yung x natin was equal to 0 at the surface pero in this case x will be equal to 0 at uh, at the interface between uh, the two semi-infinite specimens uh, just before uh, diffusion, uh, just before diffusion occurs, no. So that is saying that uh, yung x equals zero is at the interface. Therefore, uh, when x is negative, this is uh, a position that is uh, to the left of the interface. So if we have if the uh, specimen number one is uh, at the left and specimen number two is at the right, then when x is uh, less than 0 or x is negative, then we want to take a position inside uh, specimen number 1. Tapos pag opposite naman, uh, we take a positive number x, then we are taking uh, a position inside of specimen number 2. Okay, I hope that that makes sense now. Uh, like the previous two examples now or cases, uh, t is equal to 0 just uh, when the diffusion begins now. So one interesting na ano no, uh, observation we can make for this equation for diffusion couples is that if we let time equal to a very large number or let time equals infinity, that is saying that we are leaving the diffusion couple for a long amount of time, we can see that uh, the error function will approach uh, zero no? because uh, um, since the time uh, component is at the denominator, then uh, x over 2 square root of d when t uh, over square root of dt, when t approaches infinity, uh, this term approaches 0. Tama? And, we, and if we take the error function of 0, this uh, gives us 0. So if you simplify the equation, this now becomes uh, c is equal to c1 plus c2 over 2 minus uh, quantity c1 minus c2 over 2 times 0 and therefore uh, yung right term uh, completely vanishes no uh, so we will be left with c equals c1 plus c2 over 2 and this makes a lot yeah. of sense now because sabi natin before that when the system is uh, left on its own uh, for a long period of time a natural tendency niya is to equilibrate no and the and the equilibrium state for uh, these diffusion couples is uh, when the concentration is uniform all throughout uh, specimen 1 and specimen 2. And that equilibrium point should be the average of their two uh, concentrations now. 
okay so for diffusion couples we noted that we can have x values uh, that are negative and therefore we need to look into how the error function behaves when we have a negative value now fortunately for us uh, the error function is symmetric around the origin so uh, the negative if you have a earth value of negative x then this is just equal to the negative of the earth value of x okay so this is uh, this will become important when uh, you are using the uh, tabular method now for finding earth values uh, but if you're using excel then you you don't really have to think about this now because excel will return you the correct value so let's try a, an example uh, we can see example number six which is slide 51 of your uh, handouts so we have a diffusion comp couple composed of two platinum gold alloys uh, and these alloys have compositions of uh, 99 weight percent platinum uh, with one percent weight uh, gold and the other one is uh, 96 weight percent platinum with uh, four percent weight gold okay uh, then we are to determine the amount of time the diffusion couple must be heated at, uh, at a temperature of 1273 kelvin in order to for the composition to be 2.8 weight percent uh, gold at the 10 micron position into the 4 percent weight uh, into the 4 percent uh, AU side of the division couple so uh, to, to make this uh, much simpler no let's just say that the 1 percent uh, gold platinum alloy is specimen number one and the 4 percent uh, gold alloy is specimen number two so again, now uh, we are looking for uh, the we are looking for the amount of time it needs or it should take for us to be able to get a composition of 2.8 weight percentage at 10 micron position at the uh, at specimen number two. Okay, so the pre-exponential and activation energy values for uh, your gold diffusion in platinum are 1.3 times 10 to the negative 5 meters squared per second and 252,000 uh, joules per mole respectively. Okay, so let's start. So the first uh, solution or the first half of this solution involves uh, determining diffusivity first no? because uh, what is given is not actually the diffusivity per se but uh, the pre-exponential value no? and the activation energy. So uh, diffusivity is given as your pre-exponential d naught multiplied by uh, uh, the e raised to the power of negative uh, q which is activation energy over rt so this type of equation and you can you will see this equation numerous times now uh, in in lalo narito's physical metallurgy this is what we call as an arrhenius type equation now so um we use the Arrhenius type equation to find for uh, diffusivity. So we just input uh, the pre-exponential, which is d naught. So it's called the pre-exponential because it comes before the exponential term uh, of the uh, Arrhenius equation. No? So uh, that's 1.3 times 10 to the negative 5 meters squared per second multiplied by uh, exp here uh, represents e. Uh, th this is uh, another way we can represent exp now. So I, I'm sure you you've um, encountered this um, this term before, no? So instead of using e raised to the power of uh, a particular value, what we use is uh, exp, 
na we usually do this para hindi na naka superscript yung ano natin no yung yung exponent yung i-raise natin to the power of so pwede natin masulat siya in one line lang uh, but it, it doesn't really matter no so again uh, we take the exponent exp of uh, the activation energy over uh, the negative of the activation energy over rt okay so if you did the manipulation uh, we should end up with a diffusivity equal to 5.87 times 10 to the negative 16 meters squared per second. So, meron lang tayong additional step now instead of uh, being given the uh, diffusivity value, parang sinold pa natin yung diffusivity given the pre-exponential. Okay? So, now that we have diffusivity, proceed tayo sa tinatanong ng problem, no? So, we already know uh, the compositions, no? So, uh, we have your uh, Cx is known, which is 2.8. So notice na okay lang gumamit tayo ng uh, whole numbers no instead of yung fractions for the percentages. This is okay as long as uh, naka consistent kayo uh, throughout the equation no. So if you use 0 0.0028 then dapat dun sa right hand uh, side ng equation dapat naka 0 0.001 and 0 0.004 din kayo to represent 1% and 4%. Okay? Pero ito, this becomes, uh, this is much simpler no, if we just use whole numbers. Okay, so uh, Cx, C sub x is equal to 2.8. Tapos we have your C1 which is equal to 1%. Uh, C2 is equal to 4%. So we have 1 plus 4 over 2. Tapos minus uh, 1 minus 4 over 2 times the error function of, uh, we are given the position. No? Our position was 10 microns and microns is equal to 1 times 10 to the negative 6. So, 10 microns will be 10 to the negative 5 uh, meters. No? Okay? So, divided by 2 times the square root of yung nakuha nating diffusivity uh, or diffusion coefficient uh, from the earlier equation no? uh, multiplied by time. Okay? So, in this case, the unknown is the time value. So, we will end up with, uh, if we simplify the equation, we should get 0 0.2 is equal to uh, the error function of 206.4 over square root of t. So here, this is similar to the uh, previous na example natin, no? just before this, wherein the unknown is inside the error function. No? So if that's the case, then we need to get the inverse error function and equate it to whatever is inside of the error function. No? So we need to get the inverse earth of 0 0.2 and if we try to do that we can do the tabular method again using linear interpolation or we can just use the uh, the excel method no so again since inverse earth function to then we use equals square root of the gamma inverse of uh, 0 0.2 uh, with the second and third arguments being 0 0.5 and 1 okay so again uh for the inverse error function, the only value that we will change here is the first argument of the gamma inverse function. No? So if we uh, computed that, we should get a z value equal to 0 0.179. Uh, okay? So this 0 0.179, we will equate it to, um, <coughs> to the equation inside of our, um, of our error function. So that's uh, 206.4 over square root of t. Now we can solve for t here by 
transposing t to the left hand side and squaring both sides and we should end up with t is equal to 1.33 times 10 to the 6 and this is in seconds so because uh, uh, naka seconds yung divisivity natin uh, to begin with okay so uh, if you convert this into hours then we should have 368 hours and that is equivalent to 15.3 days and that is uh, normal no? so even at elevated temperatures uh, diffusion uh, is uh, quite slow no so that's why um, it, it was mentioned in previous lessons now that your equilibrium states or the true equilibrium um, composition or microstructure of a particular na metal or alloy is rarely achieved because uh, uh, the solid transformation occurs at a very slow rate. No? Now we proceed with our last system or process which is the thin film diffusion. No? So in this case, we have a finite amount of material, uh, let's say B, and we call this as our thin film, no? And we place this between two infinite specimens A, and specimens A are placed on either side of the thin film. And this specimen A uh, both contain the same, <clears throat> the same material. So when diffusion occurs, the interfacial material that is, is not replenished and the composition profile is develop as shown in the figure in slide number 56 of your handouts now notice that how as time progresses the concentration of material b uh, diminishes and it distributes itself along the length of the material a uh, so if we find the solution to fix second law for this type of system or process we should be able to have uh, the equation uh, 6 as shown in uh, slide number 58 now. This says that the concentration at any point x and at any time t, it is equal to alpha over the quantity 2 times square root of pi dt. And this is multiplied by e raised to the power of negative x squared over 4 dt. And here the quantity alpha is uh, related to the concentration of uh, the of the thin film B. Now it must be noted that your x starts at the uh, surface of the B film, no? so that is where x is equal to zero, and moving to the right will give you a positive x value. Okay, um, since it's symmetrical, you only need to do one side, no, because analysis of one side will give you the same analysis on the left side. Okay. Now, say for example, our thin film is only on one side of uh, the specimen A, that is, it is uh, <coughs> it is a sort of a surface coating, no? Then the equation uh, becomes just a little bit different, no? So the only key difference is that in the first term of the right-hand side equation, we remove a 2 from the denominator. So again, uh, this is a fairly straightforward equation, no? Uh, and uh, we will no longer be doing any examples on this, but uh, I think you can figure this out on your own. No? Uh, just remember that uh, here, concentration is uh, much like the first uh, three cases that we've examined. is a function of the position and the time. Now, before we end this podcast, no, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, the Kirkendall effect. Now, the Kirkendall effect is named after uh, the researcher that contributed heavily on 
this ano no observation so this was uh, made by uh, Ernest Kirkendall and Ernest Kirkendall was a um, metallurgist who had a uh, great interest in uh, diffusion in solids of of different metals no so he mainly studied uh, brass uh, that is uh, an, an alloy of zinc and, and copper no so one of his uh, experiments was that he connected um, or he created a diffusion couple with uh, two metals uh, brass and zinc uh, copper and zinc i mean and in between uh, the interface of the copper and zinc he placed uh, wires no as uh, sort of markers so he noticed that when this diffusion couple was heated for several days no uh, almost near the melting temperature so diffusion must be uh, <clears throat> must be quite fast uh, for this type of uh, environment no? and after several days uh, you get uh, thin parallel layers uh, to the weld interface and they chemically analyze this uh, to get a concentration profile that is a concentration versus distance uh, from the interface okay so they notice that there is a flow of the zinc atoms into the copper atoms and the copper atoms also flowed in the opposite direction no? going uh, from from the copper to the zinc and they observed that due to this atomic movement the interface actually broadened no so that is to say that uh, from being a, a sort of line interface it now widened to a point wherein uh, there is a wide uh, a length that contains both copper and zinc and that is your uh, brass na interface no so it's it's quite fascinating and and if you look at the concentration profile at this uh, interface, you'll observe that uh, there is a sort of, uh, they call it as a penetration curve. No? And this penetration curve looks something like uh, the curve seen in slide 63, <coughs> where it is progressively going richer from um, 0%, and in this case, 0% copper on the left side, growing to 100% copper on the right side and aside from this penetration curve one key feature uh, of the Kirkendall effect was that uh, the wire that uh, that was supposed to be the marker uh, to indicate where the original interface was actually moved a particular distance no? and this is interesting because this shows us that uh, that the <coughs> diffusion flux from your copper to the uh, zinc is is different from the diffusion flux from your zinc to the copper so in this case the diffusion flux of copper into zinc was actually faster than the diffusion flux of zinc into copper and thereby moving the uh, wire markers to the right now because of the imbalance of the diffusion fluxes uh, this will create uh, what we call as Kirkendall voids no so this Kirkendall voids are pores which condensed from the net flow of the vacancies and the porosities occur on the side of the faster uh, diffusing species and this makes sense now because if you are uh, if you are diffusing more material than what you what is being diffused into you then obviously uh, you will have a net loss in in atoms no? which results in uh, vacancy defects that's why whenever we have two different metals that are 
uh, in intimate contact with each other, either through lamination or through welding or any other joining technique, then the possibility of having Kirkendall voids is always uh, worth considering now. And with that, we can end our lecture for today and thank you for listening and I hope uh, you learn more about diffusion through this uh, episode. See you.